They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and it is already, uh, well, we are way past halfway through the month. Isn't that cool? How many election days? Like 24 days? Who who matters? All I'm looking at is uh, November the 8th and uh, destroying the Democrat Party. And I'm hoping that this time, I mean, I'm hoping against hope. Uh, Generally what has happened, and I've been, uh, you know, following politics for a long time, uh, generally what happens is the Democrat Party always overplays its hand, always thinks that what it's done is resonating with people and all that, and then they get their rear ends handed to them in the midterms. This happened in 1994, by the way. Midway through uh, Bill Clinton's, uh, he was going far left. His uh, his wife uh, was trying to be involved uh, as vice president, essentially, actually even president. She tried to convince everybody that we should socialize medicine and the whole deal. And and what happened? Well, uh, Bill Clinton lost both houses of Congress to uh, Republicans for the first time in 40 years. And we've seen this happen again and again and again. And it's about to happen, except for this time, it's going to be uh, the, the Democrat Party is going to be gutted and filleted. And uh, the Democrat Party is going to have to either become introspective and reinvent itself or disappear into the dustbin of history. I have a funny feeling they're so stupid and suicidal, they will just continue what they're doing. And uh, and honestly, so I'm done with you. I'm done with you. If you're, you're still down with the Democrat Party, all the, all the crap that they pulled the last couple of years, all the nonsense, all the craziness that's going on in your kid's school, then you go for it because your, your ship's going down. The SS Titanic is is already the uh, the f- forward watertight doors have not worked the uh, the ship is going nose down and they're starting to hear some cracking around the mid seam of the ship which would mean it's going to break in half now you've got a couple of different choices here uh, you can get on the uh, the door uh, with uh, republic well i'll just say right now it's republicans but it, uh, you want to get off the ship okay so there's going to be a couple doors for, here's an independent door over here and here's a republican door over here if you don't want to swim over to the republican door i don't blame you because mitch mcconnell is still there and so is lindsey graham and so you know i don't want to i want to be on a door in icy water with lindsey graham cuddling up to him for warmth you're being homophobic no no i just don't want to actually cuddle up to lindsey graham or or Mitch McConnell. So he might swim over to the uh, the other door. There's a lot of room on the door for independence right now. But definitely you want to get off the uh, the SS Titanic. So the, uh, the the hardcore leftists, the ones who think that uh, uh, children should get puberty blockers and then uh, the males should have their penises cut off and the exterior made into an artificial vagina, which you would never do to a laboratory rat, by the way. But certainly kids, <laughs> why the hell not? Or if you're down with aborting a baby at eight months or if you're down with an open border or if you're down with nuclear war with Russia... Then go down and get in the nose of the Titanic right now. You can still swim down there. It's not on the bottom of the ocean yet. You can swill, swim into it and then just you know commit suicide. The uh, back of the Titanic, which will be the uh, the Democrats who realize the seventy percent of Democrats who think the Demo- the, uh, the 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 country is going the wrong direction, at least get on the tail section of the SS Titanic while there's still air inside of it and it's still floating. 
And then you can decide to get on the, the doors, the independent door or the Republican door, to, uh, to save your life. Because, uh, honestly, this uh, leftist Marxism belongs 11,500 feet below the ocean surface, just like the Titanic. Can you tell that I'm really, uh, really into the Titanic? And, uh, you know, can you, it's actually closer to 12,100 feet. Anyway, <clears throat> I was right about the SS Titanic. I, I said it set sail in January of 2021. I told you it was already starting to take on water. I told you, just like the Titanic, the uh, SS Titanic was launched uh, and the uh, cargo holds were on fire. In the uh, SS Titanic, uh, you were the cargo hold. We were not the cargo holds, but the uh, the uh, the coal bunkers. The coal bunkers were literally on fire in the S in the Titanic. Uh, we were forced to sail with the SS Titanic. We tried to uh, sail off on the SS Trump, which is floating and just kicking ass right now. By the way, I mean, I'd rather be on the SS Trump. You got probably party slides and live theater, and you know, uh, probably all expenses paid to hold the you know open bar, all of that. You should have stayed on the SS Trump. But anyway, uh, the SS Trump wasn't allowed to sail because the SS Biden uh, stole the election. <clears throat> I couldn't think of a seaworthy. Uh, uh, trope or comparison for stealing the election. So I'll just say the SS Titanic stole the election and sailed off. And we are in the uh, coal bunkers and uh, we're still on fire. We're still pissed off. We are not going out. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to do everything we can to damage the hull of the SS Titanic and precipitate its sinking. Although all the stupid crap the SS Titanic is doing, it's sinking on its own. You see what I mean? Then I'm, I'm on Twitter this morning, you know. <clears throat> and yes, I still have a Twitter account that I use largely for video clips for my TV show and audio clips for this show. Uh, but I, um, I, I noticed that uh, Generation X, Gen X is, tr is trending. I'm like, well, that's my generation, you know. Holy crud, what's this all about? And then I see this poll from the New York Times. And I'm looking at uh, likely voters from uh, all parties. Uh, likely to vote th uh, in this year's election for Congress. Uh, overall, likely voters, uh, Republicans are out in front, 49 to 45. 18 to 29 years old, those are real close to Gen Z, real close, not quite. Because uh, like 27, 28, they're, they're, they're uh, millennials. So uh, if 52% would vote for Democrats, 40% for Republicans. Then you go on to millennials, 30 to 44. 50% would vote for uh, Democrats, and 41% would vote for uh, Republicans. And, uh, and then I'll do 65 and older. It's an even split, 48-48. But right there in the sweet spot, 45 to 64, these are Generation Xers. Me, 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 you, 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 you. The ones who, like, completely reinvented rock music, completely in reinvented country music, completely uh, reinvented uh, hip-hop, uh, made it all relevant, made it awesome, uh, did all sorts of cool stuff, and we just didn't make a big deal out of it because, you know, we had more important things to do than be like uh, baby boomers, you know, and be like uh, millennials. Nothing against you guys in the other generation. I'm not taking it away this way. But we're the invisible generation. We are. When is the last time you saw a story on Gen X? When is the last time you heard, hey, Gen X is, uh, is in their 40s. You know, Gen X is having children. Gen X is having grandchildren. When is the last time? So what we did is we kind of sneaked in under the radar, and we just got to work changing the world. And we did. We didn't expect credit for it. We don't go around dancing around about it. You know, we signed up after 9-11, went over to war, lost over 3,000 of our generation defending the United States, showing that the, the, the spirit of the, uh, of the greatest generation was still alive in all of us.
You see, Generation X was the last uh, generation that uh, was not indoctrinated from kindergarten through college. We were the last generation not to wear bike helmets. We were the last generation to get sunburned. We were the last generation to not have a cell phone. We were the last generation to only have three TV channels. I know it's really weird to think that. But when I was growing up, you watched TV around the hearth with your family because that's all you got. Wednesday was the Muppet Show. That was my favorite day. Dad had to work late. Yay! And then there was, uh, let's see, the Waltons, and then there was uh, Good Times, and then there was, uh, oh, let's see what else. There was all sorts of stuff. Uh, there was, um, oh, oh, What's Happening? Oh, I love that show. And let's not forget uh, the Jeffersons, greatest theme song in the history of mankind. We grew up watching uh, Between the Cartoons on Saturday morning that you had to wait for. We saw these wonderful, uh, these little uh, vignettes about spelling, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, let's see, uh, conjunction, junction, and what's that function? And then they had these things called America Rock, and it said, we the people in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice and sheer domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare. See how well that worked? That's indoctrination. No, no, no. Just a song to, you know, make sure that you know what the preamble of the Constitution was all about. And then there was this other one, Great American Melting Pot. Talked about all these black people and brown people and all these people coming around the world to make the greatest country in the history of mankind. And, you know, we, we, <clears throat> we were the last generation to, to uh, honestly stand without even hesitation during the national anthem there are a lot of other things associated with generation x we were the last uh they were the last generation to have skin knees we were the last generation to go into mom and dad with a skin knee and mom and dad say well just rub it out you'll be fine you're not dying and lo and behold according to the new york times this election how many gen xers are going to vote for democrats 38 percent how many Generation Xers are going to vote Republican this uh, election? 59%. 40 to 60. That's my generation. Now, uh, my generation is largely responsible for Gen Z. You don't hear a whole lot about Gen Z. You hear a lot about millennials. And millennials, you know, nothing against millennials. I'm not, cause, you know, all of you aren't, you know, uh, messed up and all that. You aren't. They used to call my generation slackers. I was like, I'm not a slacker. I work my ass off. What are you talking about? But we're the parents of Gen Z. And I got two Gen Z kids and uh, one daughter. She hasn't been indoctrinated by all this crap. She hasn't. So what does this say to you when 40 to 60 in favor of Republicans and decidedly against all of the nonsense, what does that say to you? Well, it says to you that Generation X is that big old silverback gorilla in the enclosure in the zoo. And all he cares about is getting what needs to be done around here, kind of keep an order in here, and, you know, and then, then there's this little baby gorilla. These are Generation Z, you know, or, or not these are, these are millennials. <clears throat> and Gen Z, these spoiled uh, brats who, who want to, uh, you know, uh, promote CRT in schools, and they shout down uh, conservative speakers, and they burn cities, you know, with uh, Antifa and all that. And these little gorillas are sitting there, and they're beating their chest, and they're see, I'm beating my chest. Anyway, and then they're, you know, going over there taunting the big gorilla, you know, and we're just sitting there, we're like, you know, hey, dude, you do what you're going to do. That's fine. But as soon as it gets, you know, too real for me, uh, it's going to get personal. We're going to beat your ass. I know I've said a word twice in the first segment. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, well, uh, the gorilla is finally uh, ticked off. 
And the gorilla has had enough of the poking and the prodding and the little little gorilla thinking they're tougher than they really are by, you know, shutting down speech on campus and, and uh, owning social media companies that shut down uh, conservative speech. And, and uh, you know, uh, they're all for the vaccine mandates and all this. And then finally, the big gorilla is like, you know, I'm kind of done. And the big gorilla on November the, November the 8th is going to grab the little gorilla uh, in a very loving fashion and throw him across the enclosure. Until the little gorilla learns his lesson, or her lesson, or its lesson, or its sin, cis, trans lesson, whatever the hell it is. So there you go. And I've been talking about this for a while. I even have somebody who wants me to write a book about it. Write about Generation X, the generation that just went through quietly and changed the world and hasn't had a president yet. Oh, so it means that right now we are armed and ready to rock the party nationally. 45 to 64-year-olds. That's your sweet spot, people, right there. And the gorilla is pissed. And the gorilla also sees stupidity. The, the, uh, the gorilla sees when he's been lied to about COVID and about the economy. That's why I say we're done. Here's a number if you want to call in, 800-922-6680. We've got lots on the economy coming up. PayPal is uh, needs to be shut down. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff on, uh, on COVID and the big lie. That is the big lie. All coming up on this Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Democrats shut down our businesses and schools. They forced us to take a vaccine, and now they want our vote. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. It's the Rob Carson Show. That is Philip Sace, by the way. S-A-Y-C-E, Philip Sace. You you may have never heard of him before, but uh, I'll just mention, if you uh, miss... Stevie Ray Vaughan, if you miss Jimi Hendrix, um, uh, he's their reincarnation. So uh, I'm going to hopefully get him on the show. Normally, you know, talk radio doesn't talk about uh, anything but politics. I uh, beg to differ. Philip Sace, S-A-Y-C-E. Look it up. Look it up. He is uh, the the incarnate. So New York Times has basically uh, likely voters Republicans ahead by four points. Uh, way behind with 18 to 29-year-olds, way behind with uh, 30 to 44-year-olds, and then Generation X, 45 to 64, a 20-point advantage for Republicans. And uh, and I've been saying this for years. I've been talking about uh, Generation X, our generation, and how we just kind of, we didn't need all the accolades. We didn't need the, the you know, baby boomers. Not all you baby boomers. I, I know a lot of you were not down with the bullcrap of the late 60s, and there were as many of you uh, patriotic American baby boomers who went off to a foreign war in Vietnam and then came back to the left in this country spitting on you. You were as patriotic as any other generation. There were some fools who were big and loud just like there are right now. 
the 10% of the radical left that are trying to uh, uh, stuff the Marxist dream of the class of 1968 down our throat. And we're not going to do it. We're just we're not going to have any of this nonsense. And and we have a real, real, real deep uh, BSO meter. We know when we're being lied to. That's why I say, you know, I think the 2020 election was stolen. It's because I'm not stupid. If we just skip Generation X and just left them out of the equation, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we believe everything the government says. Oh, yeah, we're right about everything. But Generation X is like, you know, I don't think so. I, I, think, you're, I think you're pulling my chain. And then uh, the other generation, may, I don't know, maybe it isn't generational. Certainly there are enough Generation Xers who are bat guano left of center. They're cool with big social media, the government, the FBI, working against those who would speak out, uh, you know, truth to power, like the media is supposed to do. <clears throat> kind of interesting. Yesterday, Corinne Jean-Pierre accidentally said the uh, quiet part out loud when she admitted that uh, Joe Biden's big uh, spending, uh, his uh, Rescue America, America plan, actually caused all the hell you're going through with regard to inflation. 18 months ago, when the president took office, inflation and gas prices started rising. Well, already. 18 months ago, uh, the president signed the American Rescue Rescue Plan more than uh, about back in April uh, of... Okay, did you hear what just happened? It's amazing the timing when inflation started and uh, Joe Biden's uh, plan. 18 months ago, when the president took office, inflation and gas prices started rising. Well, 18 months ago, uh, the president signed the American Rescue Rescue Plan more than uh, about back in April uh, of uh, 2021. Yeah, yeah, he caused all of it, and uh, we all know it as well. We're not stupid, you see. But here's the president. The president says that that inflation reduction plan is going to do it. You know, I don't know if you knew this. Uh, <clears throat> yesterday, uh, you had a spokesperson for the White House saying that uh, uh, that uh, uh, the uh, the inflation reduction plan wasn't going to kick in until next year, and, and it'll kick in when you save money when you buy $30,000 windows. Well, Joe Biden essentially said the same thing. Said the same thing. The only way you're going to be able to save money is to spend money that you don't have. Sit at that kitchen table I told you about paying your bills. Well, what are necessities for vast majority of families? Prescription drugs. If you lower prescription drug costs significantly, it lowers their cost. Of- now, what's going to happen is a lot of these drug companies are going to go, uh, the government wants to pay us what for what? Well, we're just not going to make it anymore because we can't make any money. Family inflation for the family is reduced. It goes on. It's the same way with what's in the Inflation Reduction Act has to do with your- you. know, the 87,000 IRS agents that they want to have guns uh, to go after people because, uh, you know, that's what Democrats and leftists do. Ability to be able to get tax credits for buying, if you need a new coffee machine, a new washer, a new refrigerator, you buy an efficient refrigerator, efficient coffee machine. There you go. There you go. Now, I realize that many of you aren't able to afford groceries, and I realize that one in five of you are saying, you know, maybe we're just going to have to skip Thanksgiving this year because we can't afford the food. But I'll just tell you right now that uh, quit your bitching, folks, because Joe Biden's doing a great job. He is doing a great job. And all you really need to do to see the glory of the Biden administration's glorious Inflation Reduction Act is, even though you can't afford groceries, even, if, even though your heating bill's going to go through the ceiling, 
You just go out and buy a new coffee maker and some new appliances, maybe a new washer and dryer combo. That'll be about $3,000. Or, you know, maybe go out and buy an electric car that costs $70,000. Or new windows for your house going to be cost about $30,000, maybe $40,000. Uh, maybe the whole, uh, the uh, solar on top of your house, you can get one of those at about $30,000. All you got to do, people, is spend money you don't have, and you'll be fine. Do you get it? <clears throat> Here is the number. Uh, 800-922-6680. Some more. Corinne Jean-Pierre. Peter Ducey had her for lunch yesterday. And uh, PayPal does a face plant. That's coming up on the Rob Carson Show. Hey, it's Carson. Do you really control your retirement money? If you've got a 401k or IRA or similar retirement plan, the government controls it. They decide how much you can borrow and when you must pay it back, and you'll own taxes and penalties for taking money out too soon or waiting too long, even though it's your money. And thanks to our skyrocketing national debt and a Congress that continues to spend like a drunken sailor, who knows how much you'll have to pay in taxes during a retirement that could last 30 years. Bank on Yourself is a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. This retirement plan alternative has never had a losing year in over 160 years. Guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork required. Your plan doesn't go backward when the markets tumble. Both your principal and growth are locked in. Tax-free retirement income, guys. You're in control. You get access to your money for any purpose with no questions asked and without government penalties or restrictions on how much income you can take and when you can take it. Try doing that with a 401k or IRA. You can't. You can get a free report with all the details on how the Bank on Yourself strategy adds guarantees, predictability, and control to your financial plan. Just go to bankonyourself.com slash news. That's bankonyourself.com slash news. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show. Ooh, this is a good Gen X song. Fight the power, public enemy. I'll turn this up. Listen to this. That is genius sampling of James Brown. Listen to that. I know, I know. I'm white. I'm not supposed to like this kind of music, right? Isn't that it? I'm, you know, white, white privilege and, you know, go home and listen to whatever the hell. Uh, no, no, I like that stuff, too. That's how Gen X uh, revolutionized the world and changed the world without really making a big deal out of it, unlike a lot of other, you know, people feel like they need to get patted on the back. Uh, Generation X, by the way, uh, just sent um, William Shatner into space when uh, he was a fictional uh, pilot of a starship. Generation X figured that out. Uh, Elon Musk. He's a freak show. I mean, he's a freak on wheels. Don't get me wrong, but... You know, this is kind of what we're doing. How about uh, making space travel available for people? Kind of wild. Kind of wild. Nothing against the other generations. Not trying to say this. I'm just saying the reason why I'm talking about Gen X today is because we're the only generation right now who are saying, uh, you know, I think the, uh, the Democrat Party is, uh, is hosed, and uh, we don't want to take part in this nonsense anymore. That's why with uh, ages 45 to 64, the New York Times says they're leaning Republican by 20 points. 20 points. Oh, another thing about Generation X. We were the last generation to uh, see the Cold War. We were the last generation to see movies like Red Dawn. Remember Red Dawn? I just watched Red Dawn again. 
It's such a good movie. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my God. Red Dawn. We saw Red Dawn. We saw the uh, the Berlin Wall fall in 1989. I remember the night. I remember exactly where I was when it fell. <clears throat> and I went, yay. And we see what communism, socialism can do to the world. And right now we see this, uh, this uh, new world order, for whatever you want to call it, permeate our uh, government, the deep state, the, uh, uh, the economy, the, uh, the, the uh, uh, world stage in so many ways, and it's really bleeping up everything. And we are saying, you know what? No. In fact, we've got to be on the front lines. We've got to be the front line of defense against it. And we start on November the 8th. I want to mention something else. While I'm witnessing for Generation X, ha I have said before, and I have said for at least the last 15 years, that we are living a tale of two cities. We have a bourgeois, we have a proletariat, we are the proletariat, we fight for the crumbs, the bourgeois lives high on the hog. And we have seen the ultimate culmination of uh, world events and parties that have resulted in a partnership like an oligarchy in the United States between Democrats and Republicans in Washington, D.C., and large oligarchical people like uh, Mark Zuckerberg, you know. And they're in charge, and they live high on the hog, and we feast on the crumbs. You don't believe me? How about this? Um, government shuts down all businesses, all travel. Uh, make sure wear a mask. Make sure you get a vaccine. Uh, shuts down your business. Shut down your, uh, your, your gym or your restaurant. All of that. Uh, everything. And it doesn't impact anybody in Washington, D.C. And they decide they're going to throw you out a paltry <clears throat> little assistance package to uh, you know, cover you since you lost your business and everything. But that only happened after the election of 2020 because Nancy Pelosi held it up. See what I mean? You like, uh, you like being a crumb cruncher, do you? Because I don't. I'm not going to feast on crumbs. Now, another thing that I've been talking about is when regimes become overbearing, when the abuses and usurpations become so much, it results in, I don't know what happened, in uh, Tale of Two Cities. Uh, heads rolled. You know, I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but I'm going to tell you right now, when you look at history and you look at the abuses that we are suffering right now from this administration, the southern border, fentanyl, uh, you know, I can go on and on and on. The abject Biden corruption, the theft of the uh, 2020 election, the lie about Hunter Biden's laptop, the lie about Russia collusion and all that. I would venture to say that just getting your butt handed to you, Democrats, on November the 8th is a small price to pay compared to what other overbearing regimes in history have had to suffer when the people said enough is enough so i would consider uh you just getting your butts handed to you on november the 8th just take it as a blessing and maybe a teachable moment yes it's a teachable moment let's go to william in rockville maryland hello there william what's on your mind today well thank you for taking my call um Somebody needs to tell Elmer Fudd that it's a coffee maker, not a coffee machine, by the way. I don't know any human that calls it a coffee machine. <laughs> One of them newfangled coffee machines they're making yeah, these days. I think he yeah. said coffee machine, but, you know, he's just kind of challenging. He, he still calls but, cars a horseless carriage, by the way. I didn't know if he knew that. that. Well, he's been in the Senate for 180 years. Those are his words. 
Yes, go ahead. Um, the reason I called, Rob, is I, I you talked about the apartheid and, and what's going on with the cancel culture and trying to cancel and not even cancel, but not even advertise. So I yeah, yeah, I'm talking about, now let me, let me set it up, let me set it up, William. I'm talking about the apartheid against conservatives that has existed in the United States for at least 30 years because I've been through it. But go ahead. I called your advertisers yesterday, and I told them thank you for advertising on your station. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. I love and it. I encourage everybody to do the same. I said well, thank you for having the courage to, you know, the hotel and oh, yeah. the financial planners. I called them. I said, Oh, you mean you mean all the folks that, that the anchor our anchor station is WCBM in Baltimore? Yeah, yeah. And, and let me tell yeah. you, they are the the management of that radio station are the template for conservative for talk radio in general they're wonderful people well tell them that we called yesterday and we told the advertisers thank you and i will continue to call and tell them thank you for standing by you at wcbm because they need to know that uh, we appreciate it and we're going to uh shop with them and not their competitors because they back you hey william let me ask you this question what kind of car do you drive well, um, I'm blind, so I oh, uh, well, probably not want to drive then. I used to have a Ford Mustang convertible. All right, uh, is there any reason that Ford Motor Company should not advertise on conservative news outlets? Yeah, okay, not at all. They're fifty percent. Uh, well, I would say more, but yeah. they're fifty percent of the country. That's let me, can, can I ask you? Uh, Ford wouldn't have done that. Yeah, let me ask you another uh, non-driving question okay, here. Uh, what kind of laundry detergent do you use? Uh, we use uh, Tide. Tide. Is there any reason why Tide should not advertise on conservative talk radio or a conservative media? Not all of us. They want their stocks to go down. Yeah, well, they don't right now, you see, William, because the uh, the left has so polluted everything that uh, generally conservative talk radio is uh, is left with uh, emergency food supplies. Nothing, my pillow, my pillow is a big advertiser. Thank you, Mike, because honestly, he's the only guy who has balls enough to uh, to you know tout the conservative viewpoint. And by the way, he has suffered the slings and arrows, cost him millions and millions and millions of dollars. William, you get my point. There's no reason why that we have to be ostracized. We have to be condemned that we we cannot be in hollywood we cannot be on television we cannot host late night television we cannot be major actors in what in uh, in hollywood do you understand what i'm saying about the apartheid against conservatives that has happened in this oh. country for 30 years oh yeah and that's why i wanted to support you I, and let them know because they need to know that by advertising on your station we're hearing their message and we're buying their products and hopefully maybe other people will join them all right, my brother. Thank you very much for the call. I do appreciate it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now, what happens when you uh, do something really stupid and uh, attack conservatives? Well, PayPal wanted to sanction users for misinformation. Uh, PayPal, uh, a worker in PayPal based in China, was apparently the author of a since-resented legal document that said companies should deduct thousands of dollars directly from people's accounts if it's deemed they engage in misinformation. Right now, the only misinformation in this country, according to the media and the Democrat Party, is that which comes from the uh, conservative viewpoint, you see. So this was an attack on uh, conservatism. Described them as an outsourced vendor based in Beijing. That was the person who came up with the idea. In fact, it was actually called uh, acceptable 
full 11-0-110322 PDF. That was a policy that would go into effect November 3rd of 2022, days before the U.S. election. Said it was created on September the 21st, leaving plenty of time for internal review before it was posted. PayPal saying it was an accident. It wasn't. It was their policy. It, it, it said it was expanding its existing list of prohibitive activities to include the sending, posting, or publication of any messages, content, or materials that promote misinformation or present a risk to user safety or well-being. $2,500 fine if you said, I don't believe in the vaccine. $2,500 fine if you say that the election was stolen in 2020. With misinformation and well-being left to the to be defined by PayPal, the policy appeared to raise the specter of seizure of assets of those whose uh, political opinions differ with that of the companies. They even sanctioned gays against groomers, which opposes the sexualization of children. Now, after the news of the policy broke, outrage ensued and the company stock price plunged, reducing its market cap by $6 billion as uh, users feared that entrusting PayPal with their money could lead to it being seized at any time for having opinions that differed with those of the Silicon Valley monolith. So I have to say to PayPal, uh, suck it because I'm done with you. How dare you do that? How dare you bed down with fascists? How dare you bed down with communists? How dare you bed down with a country that has a million people right now in slavery? Screw you, PayPal. We're done. You got your shot. You bleeped it. Bye-bye. I did the same thing to Facebook. I did it last week. I'm not posting on Facebook anymore uh, until they straighten their act out. Otherwise, I'm done with them. You need to do the same thing when companies back this woke crap. You did it with Disney. Disney got the signal. Have you been hearing anything about Disney lately? Have they been talking about LGBTQ and transitional whatever and having your daughter's uh, you know, breasts removed before puberty? Have they been talking about that anymore? Not so much. You know why? Because conservatives said, bleep you. And Generation X, which right now is going to vote 20 points in favor of Republicans in this election, they said bleep you. And we've got kids and grandkids that go to Disney World. I know. Let's go to Brian in Baltimore. Hello there, Brian, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hey, Rob. Hey, I just wanted to uh, tag on to what one of your previous callers saying about giving shout-out to uh, advertisers. Um, we have been a, a long-term advertiser off and on with CBM for a few years now. And every time we advertise with them, man, we, we get inundated with uh, calls and people coming out. We own a gun range here in Baltimore. Ooh, and it's love been it. a fantastic guy. I would highly encourage. We used to advertise during, you know, like uh, the afternoon with Rush and handing everything like that. And um, I started listening to you a, a while ago. And we're coming back on, man, because I'll tell you what, it works. And I would highly encourage anybody anywhere, but especially in the Baltimore area, uh, to get on board uh, with CBM, man, because it is, as you said, yeah. they are top-quality people. We've had Bruce out to the range before. Yep. Um, he's absolutely loved it. So, Well, listen, uh, we've, we've got affiliates We've got affiliates all over the country. So we own Nevada, yeah. by the way. We've got a seven stations in Nevada, by the way. And, and that, it's amazing. It's amazing. And because we, we promote, uh, uh, when we look at products, we say, does this fit my my audience do i feel like you know this is going to be a, a good fit for my audience and and conservative viewers and listeners they overwhelmingly respond in a positive fashion if you advertise and i'm just here's what i'm trying to do 
I'm just tired of being B-slapped by the left when it's a very small number of people. And quite simply, Brian, you as a conservative as well, I'm sure you've experienced this sort of discrimination in any many, many different ways in your life as a conservative. And quite simply, we have to say, no, we're done. Yeah, you're right. Not just not just in, in personal life, Rob, but in professional life, too. It's, it's a gun range. And, and pardon the pun, this sounds kind of silly, but... We constantly have a target on our back. We have it from our, yes. end, you know, from people that we want to do business with, uh, from credit card processors. I mean, you yeah. name it. Even even banks are yep. discriminatory against uh, this type of business. So, the fact that there's somebody like you on there that gives us a voice. It's, it's priceless, man. It really is. All right, brother. Thank you, my friend. And if I get up to Baltimore real soon, and I will, I would love to come out and shoot at your range. For sure. For sure. Brian, I appreciate it. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. I also want to give props to uh, our affiliate stations, and uh, we have the Nevada Talk Radio Network. That's pretty big. There are, uh, what, uh, six stations out there. We appreciate you guys. Baltimore WCBM, Atlanta WMLB, Richmond WJFN, Albuquerque KDAZ. A lot of big things happening in uh, New Mexico. Las Vegas KMZQ 670, Santa Cruz KSCO. It's glorious. Philadelphia's WJFP and growing. And if you, uh, if you by the way, uh, have a talk radio affiliate in your hometown that does not carry the Rob Carson show, you might want to give him a call. Just say, you know, there's this guy over here. He doesn't just pound a desk. He actually entertains people and occasionally makes them laugh. I know. You never hear that, right? There's something happening here. Got a press with a brain that's not clear. No other talk show does this. hands when nobody's there. They try. It's time to stop. Hey, what's that sound? Democrats are going down. You know, like, uh, I'm not going to say anything. They try. They just, they don't succeed. The left is in disarray. November 8th should be a big day. Win big, but we must be aware. Voter fraud will occur everywhere. Time to stop. Hey, what's that sound? Five Democrats are going down. The SS Titanic is nose down in the water, breaking in half. FBI as corrupt as they come. Everybody, everybody, everybody. How do I know? Cause I'm not dumb. We must make them pay. They weaponize the DOJ. Time to stop. Hey, what's that sound? Devs are being run in the ground. Stop. Hey, what's that sound? Their policies will be unwound. Stop. Hey, what's that sound? Run them out of D.C. town. Yeah, we're about done. We're about done with it. We are completely done with it, but, uh, you know, they've got their uh, their information director, KJP, who's uh, the mousy Marxist, as I like to call her, uh, and uh, Steve Ducey yesterday, Steve Ducey, uh, Peter Ducey yesterday, <laughs> asking the tough questions because uh, KJP does everything she can to uh, uh, completely lie. I mean, just completely lie. Everything's great. Oh, God, you know what? I know you can't afford groceries or anything, but honestly, Joe Biden's doing a great job. Well, here's what Peter Ducey said about Joe Biden saying he's doing a good job. Wait. 
who exactly thinks the president is doing a good job on inflation? Because we've got a new poll that finds... Maybe his mom looking down from heaven. He receives his lowest job ratings on inflation, net negative 38 points. We understand that there are challenges that are uh, in front of us here in this country. That is why the president has taken action to lower costs. Think about gas prices. See, the reason why uh, Joe Biden's getting a good grade from uh, people like her is because they're used to getting uh, smiley faces on their paper even when they get Fs and getting a trophy for participating. You think about health care, uh, health care uh, premiums. You think about Medicare again beating special interests so that we can lower costs so Medicare can actually be able to lower costs for senior citizens, when you think about all of these steps that he has taken to make sure that that is happening, Republicans. And and by the way, those people who can't afford the groceries, we're providing them with IRS agents who can kick down their doors and look for anything in their tax return that could cause us to find them because we, uh, the IRS, you're uh, guilty before proven innocent. That's what a great job the president's doing. Republicans in Congress refuse. They refuse to, to be on board with the SS Titanic as it sinks. He partners with us on this. They refuse. Nah, you did it without us, actually. You've been doing it without us, including all those those, uh, those executive orders. Refuse to help us. You think about the American Rescue Plan. That has helped create an economy that is indeed resilient. And wow, what a joke. I mean, dear God in heaven. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson for Stamps.com. The holiday season has a way of sneaking up on us. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to be ready for the insane holiday season. I don't have a business, but my uh, relatives expect homemade biscotti and pet treats from my wife. How's that? And if you haven't started preparing for the chaos of holiday mailing and shipping, you're already falling behind. Luckily, Stamps.com has everything you need to make your life a whole lot easier. It's the 24-7 post office you can access from anywhere. No lines, no traffic, no hassle. Stamps.com is your one-stop shop for all your shipping and mailing needs. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Get access to the USPS and UPS services you need to run your business right from your computer. With inflation on the rise, every dollar counts. Protect your margins with major discounts on USPS and UPS rates up to 86% off. Get ahead of the holiday chaos this year. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code NEWSMAX for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSMAX. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, hour number two of the show. It's been a uh, been an interesting day. Just a little uh, point of personal privilege here. So today's been uh, pretty exciting for me. Uh, uh, we have to plan a, um, a hamster funeral. That's uh, something that's going on today. We had a passing of a hamster. You know, you know, the hamsters. They're really sweet little animals. But I don't know if you knew this. One of the things that comes with a hamster is this thing that you might get one with a thing called wet tail. Yeah, just look it up. I'm not going to describe it on television or on radio or both. Either one. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, my son, his car is a $5,000 2005 Toyota Camry with 198,000 miles on it. And I just found out yesterday that uh, it needs a $3,000 repair. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> That's, it's totaled. The car's been totaled. A repair is, is, is totaling the car. There is that. But other than that, you know, and uh, hamster funeral and, uh, and all that, it's, uh, it's great. But you know what? I still got to do this for a living. And I still consider myself to be uh, enormously blessed because I had to sell cars for a living. Have you ever tried to be outside in the freezing cold when you have uh, peripheral neuropathy in your feet? Which, by the way, is getting better. I'm one of the few people that's gotten better because I lost some weight and uh, did some healthy lifestyle stuff. But have you ever tried to do uh, be outside in the cold with peripheral neuropathy in your feet? It's like your feet are suddenly made of uh, numb uh, slash... Um, mind-numbingly painful feet and uh, so i had to do that for a while so i'm glad to be doing this and i know that many of you are doing mind-numbing and uh and uh, extremities numbing work right now i want to congratulate our brothers and sisters who have been riding in combines and tractors for the last few weeks getting the harvest in in the midwest i have some of my high school friends i, I look online and uh, my friend darren He's about my age. He's got still a few years for retirement. I've got at least you know, 12, 15 years to retirement. And he, uh, he had all his combines and tractors lined up. He says, we're done. We're done. And the long days, you know, you don't think about it. You don't think about it when you go to your Foods or your Walmart. But, you know, there are people who have to ride in tractors all day and well into the night to get those crops out of the field. And, uh, and they're going to keep you fed. And it's Joe Biden's job to drive those prices through the ceiling by causing everything to cost more because he made us energy dependent on other people, including OPEC. Maybe this time, if he goes back to Saudi Arabia, he won't make the uh, Saudi um, uh, Arabian leader uh, use a condom. I think maybe this time, it'll give him a little bit more this time. Maybe, maybe they'll treat us better than they have. Uh, U.S. economy is effectively certain to enter a recession in the next 12 months, according to model projections from Bloomberg. And yes, Bloomberg is so stupid uh, that they don't realize we're already in one. Because Bloomberg forever said that two quarters of negative growth was a recession. But because Joe Biden's in office, it looks like we could be having one in the next 12 months. Separate Bloomberg survey of 42 economists predicts the uh, probability of recession over the next 12 months rose to 60% recently, up for 50% a month earlier. Now it's at 100%. American families have lost $6,000 in annual wages thanks to President Biden's soaring inflation, according to the Heritage Foundation. The uh, loss in wages represents $1,800 increase from September, where American families had lost $4,200 in annual wages under Biden. People are absolutely getting crushed. Heritage fellow E.J. Antoni said, uh, people are, uh, it's not the price of caviar and yachts that are driving these numbers. It's necessities. It's staples. It's things like eggs, milk, flour, soup. These are things that are going up 20 or 30% year over year. Inflation was 1.4% when Biden took office, and it's uh, been up to about 9%. I would venture to say it's higher than that. Have you been to the store lately? Really? Chicken breast yesterday on sale. I know this. I do all the shopping. Two ninety-eight a pound. Chicken breast. You know what they were when Donald Trump was the president? Dollar eighty-eight at Walmart. Dollar eighty-eight chicken breast. Two ninety-eight on sale. That's a fifty. What? Dollar to two one eighty-eight to two ninety-eight. That's a sixty percent increase in that. Right? I could be wrong. I'm not a mathematician. Then there's this: the cost of uh, heating a home with oil 
We have friends who actually have a house. They heat with oil. It's going to jump to $2,354 this winter. And propane and natural gas users will pay $1,600 to $930 this year versus last year. So you might want to get ready for that. This kind of explains why so many people are saying, uh, one in five people are saying that uh, they're not going to do Thanksgiving this year. Please do Thanksgiving. And if you have the uh, opportunity, please give to your local food bank or the Salvation Army. Will you do that? I'd appreciate that. So last night, uh, Jill Biden was on my network, Newsmax Television. Um, Am I a huge fan of uh, Jill Biden? No, 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 not not at all. Um, But but Newsmax actually, actually got a Democrat to talk on the air with him. And uh, and so I'll, I'll give her credit for for that, for sure. Here's what she said in her interview. You know, a lot of times only one percent of Americans serve in our military and we think, oh, we're not at war. We don't have to worry about them or think about them. But remember, they are getting ready. I mean, they have to be ready for anything right. and they're training and uh, we have to make sure that they have better housing and and that they have, you know, the things that they, child care. I mean, they desperately need child care. So these are the things I'm working on besides education, which yeah. you know I'm very, which you're very involved in. Yes. Yeah. Um, do me a favor. Tell your husband that. Tell him that uh, maybe we should uh, give our uh, less money to Ukraine and more money to uh, our military. If you do that, that would be really huge. I think that would be uh, pretty darned amazing. And, and certainly that was a much better greeting on Newsmax than she got in Philadelphia the other night. Now, that's not what NBC had. This is NBC. The First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, here tonight and a moment ago leading the crowd in a rendition of Fly, Eagles, Fly. Okay, so there you go. I think, uh, you know, Newsmax allowed uh, the First Lady to have her say, uh, you know. There you go. Now, uh, we've got a bunch of other things I need to get to. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the economy a little more, shall we? Just a little bit more on the economy. Then we're going to move into, uh, oh, uh, crime and the voluminous uh, volume of evidence on Hunter Biden's laptop, which showed that the Biden administration, Joe Biden and his family, are the most corrupt in United States history. Uh, Here is uh, Peter Ducey with Corinne Jean-Pierre on the aforementioned inflation. Uh, Following up on something you said earlier, if President Biden's top domestic priority is inflation, why doesn't he have more to show for it? So the president understands, and we've talked about this many times, um, that uh, inflation is an issue, high, high cost. Cost is an issue for the American people. And so he's been very clear about making that. He's never been clear about anything. His number one economic priority. And he's done the work. And he's done. No, no, no. He's spending most of his time in uh, in Delaware. The work with congressional Democrats. When you think about the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which is uh, going to lower the cost uh, for our seniors, millions and millions of seniors. You're high. Across the country, when you think about that two thousand dollars cap on their own uh, Medicare prescription, uh, when you think about the thousands. Yeah, I've heard about enough of her. A little bit more here on uh, Joe Biden. Why is he so unpopular? Have the president's economic advisors told him that the general consensus now is that the American Rescue Plan has contributed to inflation? Look, 
Secretary um, Yellen, who is incredibly well respected, as you know, in the and always wrong about everything. Uh, economic space. Don't forget that. Has spoken to this, so I will leave her words uh, speak to that to the to, to the statement that you just made. Here's the thing. What the president has done, the issues that he has worked on, when you think about Medicare, we think about health care, you think about energy costs, you think about Inflation Reduction Act, uh, you think about the... Ch- energy costs have gone through the ceiling, you, you dote, you dolt. Uh, the president just said he's going to release another 15 million barrels from our strategic petroleum reserve to save his sorry, wrinkled ass this election. Exact. They are popular. They are popular. <gasps> I said the A word three times today. Popular with the American people. They understand. The American people understand what these pieces of... Brass! Fooled you! ...the legislation that, that we have worked so hard to get across the line. I'm not seeing a whole lot of hard work here. I, you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not seeing a lot of hard work at all. In fact, the only, I guess the hard work would be that you, you're really trying hard to really F the country up. That's really what you're doing. And listen to this. Here's some hard work for you. Listen to this. The uh, Biden's border chief, uh, this is according to Politico, left-wing rag, sleeps in meetings. Skips going to the White House and badmouths colleagues while migrant crossings have hit historic highs. Did you know that? Yeah, uh, Customs and Border Protection Commissioner Chris Magnus, uh, apparently he, he, he cares uh, more about uh, uh, reforming the agency's culture instead of addressing the influx of migrants, uh, which, by the way, uh, 2.493 million mig- immigrants uh, during the 22, 22 fiscal year. All right. And this jackweed, uh, they, they say a political says he's not in the game. One of the five administration officials cited as sources in the story told Politico every time there's a meeting and he's in it, we'll likely get a conclusion. Uh, and Magnus will have some sidebar issue that he wants to raise. And we're all like, what the F is that all about? And then also he falls asleep during meetings. That's the kind of hard work that the Biden administration is doing on the really important issues that affect uh, the United States of America and its people. Yeah. Let's go to Michelle in Westminster. Hello there, Michelle. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Hello, my friend. How are you? You know, uh, other than I have to go to a hamster funeral today, I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> Rob, it's time Don't bury him in the pet cemetery. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't watch that. I got maybe 15 minutes. Into yeah, I can't either. I, go ahead. <laughs> um, it's time for us to practice what we preach. Yes. We as conservatives do not rely on government to fix our problems. Yes. And it is time for us to reach out one neighbor at a time. It's only going to happen on the neighborhood level. Yeah. I know in my neighborhood which of my neighbors struggle. Yeah. I make sure they have food. Nice. I make sure that their kids have toys. Yeah. I make sure that they're taken care of. We lost power a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We were out. We had somebody on an oxygen tank. Yeah. They couldn't breathe. They use my solar generator. Very nice. We are only going to fix this one neighbor at a time. That's Beautiful. the only way we're going to get out of this. Yeah, and you know what? We need to ignore we need to ignore these bastards in Washington D.C. Both Republican and Democrat, by the way. And this is how we're going to do. You saw what happened in Florida, Michelle. You saw what happened. Not only the leadership of uh, Ron DeSantis, but the leadership of the Florida people. They all came together. They they are rebuilding Florida like never before. That spirit is not dead, Michelle. It's still here. That's why. No, the American people are the most generous, most kind, most giving, 
most understanding people that walk the face of the earth. We will give you the shirt off of our back every single time. And that's what we do. We are unique. We are exceptional. We are Americans. And it's time for us to start acting like Americans. Michelle, uh, did you, were you just doing a, an intentional resume to get on talk radio? Because, my God in heaven, you're fantastic. No, sir. I just <laughs> love my country. You got I love. I love my family. I love yeah. my God. I love everything about what I have here. Yeah. I am so blessed yeah. to have what I have. I, I, I cannot just sit and say, oh, well, yeah. I, ha- I came from nothing. I came from a family that worked their tails off. We got our hands dirty. And I know what it's like to do without. When I was a single parent, I did not have enough money and food to feed the kids and myself. I ate what was left over when they were finished. I have been there. I know what it's like. It sucks. And I don't want anybody else to feel that way. I don't. Michelle, this is a fantastic phone call, and thank you. And we're going to get through this, and we're going to make it through uh, November the 8th, November the 9th. uh, We are going to celebrate, and on Thanksgiving, we are going to give thanks for the change that we are ushering in and for saving this country from where the left wants to take us. All right, all right. God bless you, girl. God bless you. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com to all the American haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's the Rob Carson Show. So, uh, <laughs> I uh, I just got a uh, uh, doorbell ringing, and, uh, and I walked around. It, it, during the break, I went to, because I do the show at my house. And uh, I, uh, I have got this uh, wonderful new solar generator that I ordered from a company called Powerful Living. And it is a, uh, a solar generation, runs quietly, emits no fumes, produces an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. And, for instance, if you know, we didn't have power, you could run sump pumps, shortwave radio, computers, keep your fridge going and all deal. And, uh, and what we're going to do for now is we're going to put it out. My wife got this little she shed this summer. And my son's office is going to be out there before he, uh, you know, moves off to where he's going to go. And uh, we're going to use that for there and then use it for an emergency supply. I- I'm thrilled about it. It's, you know, I'll share pictures and everything on social media. But if you want to uh, learn more about it, just go to RobOffGrid.com. I believe it was Michelle or, yeah, Michelle just said she's got a solar generator. Uh, RobOffGrid.com. That's RobOffGrid.com to find out more. And then, by the way... You get over $1,500 in free off-grid bonuses if you go to RobOffGrid.com. And, again, I'll be sharing my experience on social media because uh, you never know uh, how far this thing can go south with Joe Biden as the president. Do ya? Do ya? 
this is interesting. You know, Chicago's gone to hell in a handbasket. Uh, Los Angeles, uh, Seattle, Portland, the whole deal because of defund the police and all this idiocy of the left. And uh, in New York City, a 48-year-old man died after being shoved in front of a New York City subway train. The 12th person to be pushed onto the city's tracks this year. And the second in two days. And uh, people of New York City were dumb enough to make uh, Eric Adams their uh, their mayor. And uh, this is one of the reasons why uh, Kathy Hochul, the unelected governor of New York, will be uh, removed from office. Yeah, 12th person to be shoved in front of a subway train so far this year. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 48 years on on the planet, and this uh, jackass who he uh, bumped up against, I guess, and caused this guy's phone to drop in front of the train, just decided to throw the guy in front of the train and get killed. So he'll be going to jail the rest of his life. Two-thirds of voters say crime is up, and uh, they blame woke politicians for the rise, including a majority of Democrats. What? What? That's almost like, you know, saying that, hey, we're not stupid. We know who caused this. Yeah. So uh, 66% of voters say they thought crime was rising. 64% said the apparent increase was a fault of woke politicians. That's kind of funny, isn't it? Kind of weird. Because this is what the media is saying about uh, if you point out the fact that crime is out of control, it's because you're a racist. All the old fear and loathing playbook trying to scare voters about crime. We saw J.D. Vance harping on the issue of crime and talking, linking it to things like illegal immigration. Those are the types of issues, the things that drive fear. The issue of crime and the issue of immigration have long been proxies for race, for playing the race card, for trying to scare voters to vote Republican. Yeah, we're kind of done with this crap. ...because of the encroachment of black and brown people. No, see, that's a, that's a lie. We've never been afraid of the encroachment of black and brown people. My generation, Generation X, was completely... And where do all these uh, these neighborhoods where black and brown people being encroaching, where are they? Because uh, they were segregated when I was growing up. The only place that they're not segregated is, uh, or they are still segregated, is like Martha's Vineyard. And you should see how they react when 50 brown people get uh, shipped up there because they're illegals and they're a sanctuary city. They get driven right the hell out of there to a to a uh, to an army base. Essentially, the fear of black people coming into your communities. It's the fear of immigrants coming into your communities. It's the fear of Latinos no, coming into your communities. Not at all. And Republicans have used no. this language time and time again no. to scare their voters into going along with their their policies. And I didn't hear anything there but blah 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 because we've heard all this crap before, right? And this is what the uh, this is what caused it all. These are Democrats, by the way. So we've been talking about defunding the police. Uh, there's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, show. Yeah, so they defunded the police. They caused crime to go through the ceiling. We all know why. And then they blamed us for talking about it and called us racist. Uh, yeah, you're going to get uh, keel hauled on November the 8th. I'm going to tell you that right now. Coming up, Mark Meckler, Convention of States, to talk about uh, fixing this country. This is The Rob Carson Show. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. And uh, we have a special guest going to join us in a second, but I think we need to hear this first, actually. We won the last election. My campaign was perfection. They stole the vote, and we all know... We aren't going to take it anymore, kids. They raided 
Mar-a-Lago. The FBI has got to go. They're not our friend. They are our foe. We're not gonna take it. Ding, ding, ding. No, you're not gonna take it. Yeah, we're not done. And you're not gonna take it anymore. Guinness is gonna save the world. Hillary deleted all her emails. Yeah, she did. And Hunter Biden should be in jail. He's going. You know I am right, and they are wrong. We'll win come this November, and this crap we will remember. Once and for all, let's drain the swamp. Drain it, pave it over. We're not gonna take it. No, you're not gonna take it. We're not gonna take it anymore. Believe me, we're not going to take it. I just have to tell you. By the way, if your uh, talk radio show doesn't make you laugh like that, then maybe you need to find another talk radio show. I'm just saying. Just saying. Uh, joining us on the Newsmax hotline, Mark Meckler, the president of Convention of States. Hello, sir, and welcome to the show. What's going on today? Um, you know, so much is going on, it's hard to keep track of it, Robert. like every day in the news. Mark, I got to tell you, uh, you know, there are days that I come in here and, and my my goal is to entertain and inform people. But there are days that I see the news headlines and I see the idiocy of the left and how much damage it's causing and how much suffering is going on. And it's frustrating as hell. And then I see how America's rejecting all this crap. And I go, oh, please, God, just get us to November the 8th. Uh, when you're looking at the, the news stories of the day and uh, and all the things that are happening in the country, what are you seeing as far as uh, the the American people coming together, uh, patriotic Americans coming together? Because I see patriotic Americans coming together to fight this crap. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and one of the things that really assuages my frustration is that this bad stuff that's happening, and there's a lot of it happening, is driving Americans together because the vast yes. majority of Americans oppose all of this stuff. They they oppose this crazy gender stuff. They oppose CRT. They oppose our energy policies. They oppose our weakness in the face of our foes in the world. And so all of these things that the Biden administration is doing is causing a bunch of us to come together around issues where we have commonality. Well, and you look at it, Mark, and, and you know, you, uh, uh, you're close to this stuff, but you look at uh, 72% of Democrats most re- recently about the same uh, feel the country is going in the wrong direction, which says to me that the, init- the, the uh, whole crux, the whole argument of the class of 1968, the Marxist of the class of 1968, uh, the, the way that they'd be able to fulfill what they have dreamed of, which is a Marxist takeover of the country in the Soviet style or in the whatever style, call it socialism, call it whatever. But the, the, the main thing they needed to do was convince us to hate the country. And guess what? It ain't working, and still people want to come here from the hell holes around the world where they were born. Go ahead. Yeah, but, I mean, that philosophy worked on a small minority of people, mostly, to be fair, educated, overly educated white people. I, I would call them stupid, overly educated white people. <laughs> yes. It worked on them. They use it to assuage their guilt. They don't actually do any of the things they ascribe to. They drive around in SUVs. They fly around in private jets. They own big houses. They have the carbon footprint. But it makes them feel better to say this stuff. Those are the people ruining the nation. The good news, Rob, by the way, is most of them at this point are getting older. The leaders of that movement are now aging out of the institutions. They've made the long march to the institutions. I think this is one of the reasons we're seeing them be so aggressive. 
they're at the end of the lifespan of that movement. Ah, you know what? This is what I've said, Mark. I've said that the left dies like movie vampires. They die like movie vampires, clawing and scratching, uh, trying to drag you into hell with them. They really do. That's what they're trying to do. And, and we're seeing it everywhere. And I want to mention this, Mark. I saw this poll this morning. I'd like to know your thoughts on it. This is from the New York Times. They talk about the uh, which party's candidate are you more likely to vote for in this year's election for Congress, Republicans or Democrats? Overall, right now, Republicans ahead 49 to 45. Behind with 18 to 29-year-olds, the, uh, the uh, Gen Z, a few of them will be voting uh, for the first time this election. Then you go to millennials, it's still way ahead for the Democrats. Then Gen X. And guess what? Gen X Republicans leading Democrats by 20 points, which goes to your point that the older Karens, the, the cul-de-sac living liberals who live in Martha's Vineyard and don't want brown people unless there's a leaf blower on their backs anywhere near them, versus Generation X, which has kind of flown under the radar, and right now Generation X is about done with this crap. What are your thoughts about the, the, the generational differences and the emergence of Generation X from obscurity to uh, change the country? Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, we pull a whole bunch of different issues all the time trying to figure out exactly what the American people think. I travel all over the country, so I, I know anecdotally. The thing that surprised me the most, really, over the last 18 months of polling is where the 18- to 24-year-olds fall. And when I look at them, they are more conservative on every single issue than 25- to 34-year-olds, 35- yes. to 44-year-olds. I'll give you a real specific. We polled... Uh, just in the last week on gasoline prices. And the question was, are rising gasoline prices more likely to make you vote Republican or Democrat? And here's what we found that's so extraordinary. 18 to 24-year-olds, right, the youngest, the ones who we think are the most leftist, 61.3% of them said more likely to vote Republican. That's higher than any other age group, including 65-plus. And yeah. we've seen this across a cohort of issues that all these young people, they're the ones suffering the most. They're the ones that yes. can't afford to buy groceries. They're the ones that yes. can't afford to buy gas. So they're turning our way. Yeah, and also uh, they're the, the children of Generation X. Thank you very much. Um, and and I'm going to tell you also, they had a two-year slice of their lives completely destroyed. We will never be able to fully quantify what happened to Gen Z because of COVID idiocy and COVID dictators. You have kids who who missed their senior years. We have we have kids who never got a chance to stand and, and and get a trophy for the NCAA championship. We have kids who who had their freshman year, like my daughter, uh, freshman year in high school, erased with no contingency, just sit in her room for six months with not even the online learning ability, and then the continued torture of our children with idiotic masks and mandates and all of this crap. So I think Gen Z is going, you know, um, we tried it your way, and look what you did to us. Now, uh, we as parents, by the way, we need to do everything we can to support our kids through what they've been through. But that's what it, they got B-slapped. Gen Z got B-slapped by big government. Yeah, Uh, and. I agree with that. And there's also a natural tendency for every generation or two generations to sort of turn against the preceding generations. So they're growing up in a world where I don't believe they're woke. I don't believe they believe in all this stuff. They're living in a world. You know, I travel all the time. I'm in in and out of airports all across the country. I'm in restaurants all across the country. They call this a racist country. Like, I just don't. It's not that there aren't racists. That's crap. I've always been bullcrap. All colors together, all over the country, every place I go. 
It's all bull, it's all been bullcrap, to be honest. All of it has been bullcrap, uh, you know. And and they've done their level best to. You can't even listen. The left has been so thorough with their uh, attempt to cover the country as racist that they've even said like, if white people adopt black kids, that they're just trying to virtue signal. They're just they're just using them as props. I mean, that's how sick, sick, sick this movement is. But I'll tell you right now, and I live in Lily White, Olathe, Kansas. With and by the way, if you go to my daughter's high school. Uh, every day I come out, and, and about half the kids are minority kids. All right? So that's all of Kansas. But I'm going to tell you, nobody would drive by a black person on the side of the road changing their tire. They would stop and they change it. They wouldn't think twice about it. All of this has been falderall. All of this has been nonsense. All of this has been race baiting. Uh, and, and honestly, Gen X is done with it. I think it's going to translate to Gen, Gen, Gen Z. Uh, let's talk about inflation. And, uh, and, uh, and also, I, I, I noticed... The, you know, this push for electric-powered uh, vehicles, it looks like um, that's doing a face plant and also trying to explain away inflation as uh, something that uh, either the fault of the Republicans or Vladimir Putin uh, appear to be a face plant as well. Your thoughts? I, I mean, first of all, again, to tie all this stuff together, all that stuff comes primarily from rich white people, yes. primarily from rich white women yes. who are trying to force this stuff on people who don't want it. Yes. And who it's punishing, actually. And what's her name, by the way? Wait, Mark, Mark, what is her name, by the way? <laughs> you mean Karen? I mean Karen. She's a cul-de-sac liberal. That's what she is. I identified this in 1995. But go ahead. Yeah, and so Karen, across the country, is a highly educated <laughs> white woman, primarily, yes. is yes. pushing this stuff on people yeah. who it punishes. But yeah. Karen's driving her big SUV, when gas is five or six bucks a gallon, it doesn't really affect her. She can complain about it, but it doesn't affect her. Who it affects is her housekeeper, who is struggling to fill up her tank to get to her house, who is struggling to buy clothes for her kids or put food on the table. And she actually doesn't give a damn about those people because she's going to virtue signal. Uh, maybe she's going to have her second car be a Tesla so she can virtue <laughs> signal to her friends. It's not playing with real America. No, no. And you know what else? Uh, Karen also, because George Floyd was killed in Minneapolis, decided that she, it's, it's, what she does is she says, I got this. So the, the people of you know minorities are like, no, 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 don't say, no, no, I got this. I am the white virtue signaler. Uh, we need to get rid of Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. And meanwhile, the people of color are going, um, what? And then, then she goes, I got this. We are going to defund police. And the people of color are going, um, I don't think that's a good idea make our lives hell i've got this i've got this uh she's the one who changed mascots of uh, teams she's the one who's always willing to step in for an afflicted group and and take the slings and arrows figuratively while it never affects her or him by the way go ahead yeah and she's going to impose solutions that are damaging <laughs> those communities uh, environmentalism is another uh, just a classic example Yes. Show me the number of poor minority folks that are members of the Sierra Club. This is the Sierra Club for rich white people who say we yes. shouldn't drill for oil, yes. and then the oil prices go up for poor people of color in the inner cities who can't afford to drive to their jobs. Now, let me ask you this, because um, you obviously are uh, uh, talking about the Convention of States, the way to turn the country around. Uh, what do you think is going to happen November the 8th, and what does that do, uh, do you suppose, for your cause, sir? Yeah, so, you know, in addition to doing what I do on a grassroots basis, we work with Robert Cahaley, America's most accurate yes. pollster. Yes. So I'm talking to Robert every day, and what I will tell you, and I've seen a shift just over the last couple of weeks, 
This thing is moving into the red column, and it's moving fast. I predicted a tsunami way back when in the middle of the year, a red tsunami. That was calmed a little bit, I would say, by the Dobbs decision. That has now worn off completely, and I'm back to red tsunami. I'm saying minimum 35 feet pickup in the House. I'm saying we're going to win the Senate. And the part that nobody talks about is we're going to see a wave in state legislative elections. We currently have 31 states with both houses controlled by Republicans. I think we're going to flip at least two, maybe three of those. We're going to go to 32, somewhere between 32 and 34 states with both houses controlled by Republicans. And how many do we need for that convention of states, sir? Yeah, 34 is our magic number, so I didn't close. (laughs) I hope so, man. I hope so, Mark. What do you got planned for Thanksgiving, by the way? Man, I'm going to do everything I can to consume as much food as I possibly can. Yes. Not vegetarian, not vegan. We're going to have turkey. We're going to have ham. We're going to have yeah. the family in town. We're going to have yes. a big old feast celebrating our thanks for what God has given to the people of America. Boom. There you go. Mark, great to have you on today. Where can people find you online if they want to know more about Convention of States? Conventionofstates.com to get signed up or go to markmeckler.com to just learn more and hang out with me personally. All right, brother. God bless you. Godspeed. And uh, let's keep our fingers crossed for the 8th of November. Take care of yourself, okay? God bless. All right, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, uh, one of the funniest things I heard in the uh, last 24 hours is uh, <laughs> Katanji. No, I always say KJB uh, and you know, KBJ uh, versus uh, 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 Corinne Jean-Pierre, KJP. Uh, and it's it's not because they're both uh, color. You know, they are pure people of color. It's because they have similar initials. So shut up. Uh, anyway, I'm just talking about the leftists in the audience. I like to head those things off of the past before somebody goes to Media Matters and says, hey, you confuse us like to him because he's white. No, no, it's just a KJP and KJB kind of similar. Like when I say uh, FJB, it's very similar to uh, uh, LGB, which is let's go Brandon. Very similar. Very, very similar. It's like there are some other words that uh, are very similar that I slip up. For instance, uh, when some people say The View, the TV show The View, sounds a whole lot like what I accidentally say, which is The Harpies from Hell show. See, it's very similar. It's just, mm, you just one slip of the tongue, one slip of the tongue, and it just happens. Anyway, this is one of the funny ones. Uh, uh, apparently, uh, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre says that uh, Joe Biden finds, uh, finds John Fetterman to be uh, awesome. Okay, let's find it. Come on. Let me turn it on. And it's not playing. Hold on. One more time. All right, I'm going to have to find that sound. But, you know, talk about a buzzkill. Dear Lord, that was a really, that was a home run. Literally, KJP said that uh, Joe Biden talked with uh, uh, John Fetterman, who's running for Senate in Pennsylvania, and said he's awesome. Now, what you think about that? So you got a uh, president with severe brain damage. Uh, he had a uh, an aneurysm, and he's got dementia. And he says that a guy who had a stroke who can barely speak is doing a great job. I think that's kind of funny, don't you? It's kind of like, uh, I, I don't even know the comparison, to be quite honest. I'm not even sure what the comparison would be. But uh, one brain damage guy saying another brain damage guy is doing a great job. Do you see that? That's kind of funny, right? 
I think that's uh, really, really funny. What was the other one that I got here? Hold on one second. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, this this other one here. Hold on. Uh, if I got yeah, this is uh, this is Herschel Walker, and he was uh, was an NBC reporter, and because he's a, a Republican and he's on NBC, they they wanted you to say good things about your uh, you know uh, Democrats, and so he was asked, well, what did, did Joe Biden do anything well? I mean, is there anything that Joe Biden does well? And here's what Herschel Walker said. It's it's pretty funny. If I can get it to play. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. I got the problem. Here we go. One thing that he's done that I support. Mm. <sighs> he eat a lot of ice cream. There you go. That's it, right. So, so me, one thing he supports is that he eats a lot of ice cream. Uh, here it is again. That's right. So let me ask you, can you name one thing that President Biden has done that you support? One thing that he's done that I support. Mm. He eat a lot of ice cream. There you go. He eats a lot of ice cream. There you go. So there's that. Oh, here's the uh, soundbite from uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. But speaking only about the president's uh, um, personal conversation with Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, uh, the president has found him to be an impressive individual. And Like how? That he's really tall and he has no muscle tone and man boobs? Uh, who is... I mean, Kelly, you haven't seen that. Hey, you got to have some serious ones if you can you see him through a hoodie. Just as capable as... Who has been, who's just as capable as always? He needs a bro. And who is, who's carrying out his office? For his head. He's currently the lieutenant governor of... Back of his head. Pennsylvania, as we know. And he's doing that with great ability and heart for... for what, what? What? Concern for the people of the Commonwealth. So, yes, the president feels that he is he is very much capable of doing the job yeah most people aren't saying that you know it's kind of like you know if john fetterman can become a senator with severe brain damage and it's very clear he has severe brain damage right i mean right and he wants to be one of the most 100 powerful people in the world and he wants to be and he can't understand spoken language right now he can't and when he responds he he, he responds in sentence fragments and all of that so if if that's going to be allowed to happen if he, if he gets elected then i would say that we need to have people uh who are uh, amputees play in the nfl and i know that amputees aren't going to take that because they know that it's you know haha okay but there you go how about that all right we're going to take a break we will come back this is the rob carson show they called us deplorables. We're not gonna take it. They shut down our country. Ooh, we ain't gonna take it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show all right so uh big last hour of the show and i kind of wish i had another hour because i got a lot of stuff to get to uh some stuff that i think you're going to find uh very interesting very interesting i do want to mention this the cdc is likely going to vote this week to add covid19 vaccines to the childhood vaccination program and um, this is where you say not only no but bleep no all right. Now, I'm, I'm not against uh, vaccinating and everything and all that stuff, but your kids uh, don't need it by and large. I mean, obviously, this is up to you, but the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices under the CDC scheduled to vote on whether or not to include COVID vaccinations in their routine pediatric immunization. Now, if you don't want your hand forced, I would recommend that you go to www.regulations.gov and submit your comments. 
regulations.gov and say, uh, no. And not only that, hell no. Be polite as possible with you, with these, uh, with these people and realize that a German registry established in March of 2020 showed that 1.5 billion children or adolescents were infected with COVID between March 2020 and 2021 and not a single healthy child died from the virus. So why do they need it mandatory? In Sweden, uh, they're not recommending COVID vaccines for children under 12 because they don't see the clear benefit of doing so. Well, that's kind of interesting, ain't it? Did I mention the website? www, I know I don't need to say that, regulations.gov, regulations.gov, if you don't want your kid to be forced to take the vaccine, and it's bullcrap. You have the ability to make the choice. Do not let the government make the choice for you, by the way. i got a couple other. Oh, yeah, this is kind of interesting also. <laughs> Canadian doctor has urged Canadian Medical Association to investigate the unusual death, it's weird, of 80 young doctors since the vaccine rollout. That is 800% above the baseline expected number. <clears throat> I'm not hearing that from the, uh, the mainstream media, are you? Are you hearing that from the mainstream media? Uh, that maybe there's a problem with the, uh, with the, uh, the vaccine? Maybe it's because this, provided I can get it to play. Maybe it's because of this. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. But, uh, ABC News Nightline. Brought to you but, by uh, Pfizer. Oh, Making okay. a difference. Jeez. Brought right. to you by Pfizer. But maybe. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. But, Early start. Brought to you by cut. Pfizer. Okay, okay. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you That's, by okay. Pfizer. All right. This week with George Stephanopoulos Jeez. is brought to you can by you, can we stop Pfizer. This? this weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. I, I don't know why they're not talking about it in the mainstream media, to be quite honest. It's kind of strange that way. Yeah. So anyway, this uh, Dr. William Mackis, the uh, PhD, uh, the, the MD, by the way, uh, physician and cancer research wrote a letter to the Canadian Medical Association requesting they look into the sudden rise in mortality among Canadian medical professionals after the implement- implementation of mandated vaccination for medical personnel. It's kind of weird. <clears throat> it says here our analysis shows Canadian doctor deaths under the age of 50 in 2022 will be twofold higher compared to 2019-2020. Shockingly, deaths under the age of 40 are five times higher. That's weird. And doctor deaths under age 30 are eightfold higher. Why is that? What the hell is going on here? I just kind of wonder. The one topic they didn't discuss, young Canadian doctors dying suddenly and unexpectedly after COVID vaccine rollout. And, and if you notice the news, if you, if, you, if you scour the news, almost every day you see an athlete or performer collapse on stage. I wish I were kidding. But I'm not. And then, on top of all of this, remember when I said uh, that uh, there used to be this thing that uh, idiots who had pets would do if the pets made a mess in their house. And what they do is they take their dog over and they'd rub their nose in it. 
is stupid because the dog doesn't know what's what uh, uh, what what's happening. Why are you rubbing my nose or my own crap? I don't know. You know, the my dogs would be like, oh, thank you. This is delicious. Ooh, hey, yeah, all right. But no, but you, uh, if you do that, uh, a you're sadistic, and b you're not doing any good. But that's what Joe Biden does to you and me. That's what the Democrat Party in Washington D.C. and the swamp do to you and me every day. They make the mess, though. They make the mess. And then they rub your noses in it. Isn't that funny? Experts are slamming a Boston lab where scientists have created a a new deadly COVID strain with an 80% kill rate. Do you wonder why Joe Biden said that uh, they were going to investigate where the, the COVID virus came from? And they did it for 90 days and they came back and they didn't have any results. You ever wonder about that? You know, it's because it was created in a lab in Wuhan, China, where they were doing gain-of-function research. And you know why I know this? Because I'm not stupid, you see. Eight in ten mice infected with a lab-created strain died at a Boston University lab. Oddly enough, Boston, kind of a big municipality, kind of like Wuhan, China. Except for this time, 80% of those who catch this strain will die. And let me just say this to the people who are doing this. Are you out of your mother-loving minds? Unbelievable. (sighs) Dear God in heaven. I mean, mean, seriously. Dear God in heaven. Disney Park in uh, in Japan, they are now uh, charging unvaccinated guests more. And they're offering discounts to vaccinated guests to boost vaccinations. However, the uh, waffle in the shape of Mickey's head will still be like $50. Yeah, so uh, this is at Tokyo Disney. They have a new discount for those who've been fully vaccinated and those who, uh, who do not have the vaccination. Well, you're going uh, to be discriminated against. You're going to be, uh, you're gonna be uh, discriminated against. That's kind of interesting, ain't it? Well... I didn't get the vaccine. I, I didn't want to take the vaccine because I had heard there were some issues with myocarditis that are uh, covered up by the media, and it's happening. I mean, thousands of cases. It's showing up on the VAERS site. There are other sites where people uh, talk about vaccine injuries, and they're, they're, it, the media is covering it up because they're sponsored by Pfizer and others. And it really is uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, I didn't do it, and now I'm, I'm glad I didn't do it. There are people who have taken it, and, and for some, you know, hey, if it, if it worked for you, I'm fine. You, you did it. There are some people who uh, don't feel that way. Dan Mangino is one of those people. Dan Mangino says he, he wishes he hadn't done it. <sighs> yeah, let me see if I can find this. Uh, I've got some good audio from, uh, from people who are finally kind of getting it with regard to the uh, vaccine. Um... Let's see. Do, 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 do. I've got, I run all my own audio, so frequently, uh, you know, there's some things going on. Um, we we also found, uh, oh yeah, the new CDC. They approved the uh, Omicron booster jab for children as young as five, but even uh, even adults don't want it. They they do not want it. They're not interested in it at all, and nobody's getting it. So what they're going to do? <laughs> they're going to uh, make it mandatory. They're going to make it mandatory. That's what they're going to try and do. Unreal. Oh, Bill Maher. Here we go. Bill Maher. Here's, here's Bill Maher. He's a reliable liberal, and, and he's actually a liberal in the traditional sense. I used to, I remember in my 20s, I used to hear, liberal means open-minded. Oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. And then I, then I, was, I lived in Columbia, Missouri, which is a, a beautiful, lovely town with two uh, institutions, University of Missouri and this little college called Stevens College, very left of center. 
And even in 1990, uh, at women's, uh, the Stevens College, largely women, y- women used to go there to get their MRS degree and study equestrian studies. That's what they did. That's what it was. It was to get married. And uh, that changed, and then they kind of this radical left-wing, you know, n- uh, nonsense university that you get a worthless degree from. And I remember one year, and I'm, I'm like 25 years old, I'm like, why are they changing the name uh, in all correspondence on the university from uh, women, E-N, to Y-N? And it's because the women on campus there did not want men in women, the word women. They did not want men in women. And so they got rid of it. And then I kind of realized, yeah, you know, this whole liberal, open-minded thing really doesn't mean that. The left will shut you down, and it's only gotten worse since then. But here's Bill Maher talking about the uh, virus in retrospect, something that I said, and, and he always repeats things after I say them, two years later. Uh, in March of 2020, I said they're going to overplay the uh, virus and they're going to use it to control you and me uh, and uh, destroy people's lives, etc. And I was right. And here's Bill Maher two years later. Our reactions to threats are very often not rational and not proportional. So I said from the beginning, I thought we overreacted to COVID. Uh, now we're getting some information after a while. We have yeah. time. Yes. For find out just how bad the collateral damage has been. Yeah. Uh, here's just a few cases. Please, the pandemic yes. erased two decades of progress in math and reading. See, right away, I got to say. Well, that's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Hey, this pisses me off. I see these headlines all the time. The pandemic didn't do that. The way we handled the pandemic yeah. did that. Mm-hmm. The pandemic certainly was a thing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Here's a little bit more from uh, from Bill Maher. Uh, Act scores are the lowest in 30 years. ACT. Um, anxiety and depression way up. Cutting. The body mass index uh, increase doubled for kids 2 to 19. Suicidal thoughts. Drug overdose, overdose deaths. Murders way up. Inflation at a 40-year high. Domestic violence increased. Um, oh, and my favorite, car crashes. They couldn't figure this out. Like we're way, way, way up, and they're finally the. Ex- I love this. This is the the expert said. You know what it is? What people just went fucking mental. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Now uh, you may remember after nine eleven, they put all these uh, really stupid restrictions on people, and uh, and you know they put metal doors on the cockpits, and I get that and all that, and then the insane wait times and all the crap that really isn't do any good with the Department of Homeland Security and all that stuff, and people went nuts on flights because after so much stress, so much fear that you're going to die, going to die, going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, they're going to fly this plane into a plane into a into a building, and by the way, it wasn't completely without foundation. But people started going bat guano crazy on planes. Did you notice that? They had people trying to open the door mid-flight, the whole deal? Yeah. And then COVID and mask restrictions and all this came around. And then people went really bat guano crazy. But there are people who bought into all this mania, and we can't forget their names. Like, um, oh, no, Jimmy Kimmel. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. That choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. How how confident do you feel now knowing that the vaccine was a joke? 
Which, you know, that's the only joke you've really told in years. You're not a very funny person anymore. It's just kind of funny that way because that's what happened in late night television. That's why you're, uh, you know, your ratings are so terrible. This is also, this is um, uh, on the same Bill Maher show, uh, 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 talk show host um, Smirkanish. I don't know why I'm forgetting his first name. About uh, what, uh, what the COVID dictators did to our kids. To clear out every college campus and grad school. It never made sense to me that we sent them back through airplanes and car rides yeah. with relatives instead of keeping them right where they were in school and and bill i i have three for whom i'm still paying tuition bills yeah. they were so robbed of a year year and a half of, of all the exchange the mingling that you talked about last week yeah. we're never going to make that time up as no you, you're not going to and i and i know that because i speak from experience i've seen it firsthand and it's awful absolutely awful and here is the newly elected uh leader of alberta canada talking about those who were unvaccinated chose to and uh should have the constitutional right to refuse a vaccine in the united states i don't think i've ever experienced a situation in my lifetime where a person was fired from their job or not allowed to watch their kids yeah. play hockey yeah. or not allowed to go visit a loved one in long-term care or hospital yeah who missed their grandma's funeral or not allowed to go get on a plane worse yet who died alone to either go across the country to see family or even travel across the border yep. so they have been the most discriminated against group that i've ever witnessed in yeah. my lifetime that's a pretty yeah, here it's the unvaccinated and conservatives extreme level of discrimination that we have seen i don't take away any of the discrimination that i've seen and in- yeah yeah pretty much people are going to have to pay for it let's take a break you're listening to the rob carson show SS Titanic is sinking. No, 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 don't. Look, everybody's entitled to be an idiot. Let's torpedo it and put it out of our misery on November 8th. It's the Rob Carson Show. Yeah, the SS Titanic is nose down in the water. The watertight doors are not uh, are not working. And uh, the hull is beginning to crack in the middle. So if you want to go down with the SS Titanic, uh, like uh, 10% of Democrats who are wrecking the country, then you go right ahead uh, because the tail section is going to stay up for a while. And then you're going to have the opportunity to go to a door or uh, freeze to death. Uh, go to the Republican door or the independent door. Just all you should know. Oh, by the way, you know what? Halloween's coming up. Candy's up 13% this year, thanks to Joe Biden. I saw Hunter Biden get another pass. Voluminous evidence. That laptop they won't open. Most corrupt family in U.S. history. While Donald Trump, they continue to harass. Everybody howl now, ready? For anything they're groping. Groping, this Where's Hunter's laptop? FBI has had it for three years. Well, I don't know where it is. The content they have sat on. <laughs> Protecting Hunter and the big guy. Big guy. The rule of law they've spat on. Well. Ah, Where's Hunter's laptop? One more time. Ah, <laughs> He's a crack smoking gent. Son of the president. Son of the Lately, president. Lately, his paintings have been selling. Only the Chinese buyers. Hunter has no craft. Man, it's all just craft. I tell you, he's a felon. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ooh, where's Hunter's laptop? 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 Ah, ooh, where's H
That's Jim Gossett, by the way. Two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com. If you want to hear his songs, you can just go to the podcast, the Newsmax, uh, well, it's the Rob Carson Show podcast. Uh, all of your digital platforms are newsmaxtv.com slash podcast. So there's voluminous evidence of Hunter Biden's criminal conduct related to Ukraine and China. Yeah, yeah. Uh, latest whistleblower allegations detailed in a letter to uh, Senator uh, Chuck Grassley from Iowa, that's my home state, sent to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, who's a corrupt uh, uh, mm, 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 who needs to go to, uh, to jail, and FBI Director Chris Wray. Quote, the information provided by Mr. Bobolinsky, who is uh, the b- business partner for, uh, for Joe Biden, who actually interviewed with the FBI weeks out from the 2020 election. The FBI says, we'll get back to you. This is really good, and never called him back. And even denied having the laptop until March this year. Yeah, they threw the election. That on top of the, you know, the uh, election malfeasance, Zuckerbuck's, I could go on and on. So the information provided by Mr. Bobolinsky formed a sufficient basis to open a full field investigation on pay to playgrounds. However, it is unclear whether the FBI did so. They didn't. And whether the information in part uh, is part of the ongoing criminal investigation by U.S. Attorney uh, Anthony, or Attorney Weiss, Grassley wrote, according to the Washington Examiner. Grassley referenced uh, Bobolinsky's testimony detailing how Hunter Biden and James Biden got $5 million uh, in interest-free loan from the CEFC, which is a Chinese uh, 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 gas company. And uh, hence, the, by the way, that company's gone out of business, and the guy who was ahead of it disappeared. Yeah, he's he gone. He's dead, uh, probably, presumably, uh, or making uh, Nikes for LeBron James. Yi Yanming, business tycoon, disappeared, disappeared. The evidence within the FBI possession that I am referencing is included in part a summary of Tony Bobolinsky's October 23rd, my birthday 2020, interview with FBI agents. In that interview, Mr. Bobolinsky stated that the arrangement Hunter Biden and James Biden created with foreign nationals connected to the Chinese communist government, including assisting them with potential business deals and investments while Joe Biden was vice president. However, that work remained uh, intentionally uncompensated until Joe Biden was the vice president. After Joe Biden left the vice presidency, the summary makes clear that Hunter Biden and James Biden worked with the CEFC and affiliated individuals to compensate them for the past work and the benefits they procured for the CEFC. FBI, by the way, took possession of Hunter Biden's laptop about three years ago. They sat on it. They sat on it for the election because they are filthy, rotten, awful, corrupt uh, you know, B words, and uh, they need to uh, be uh, blown up and reinvented. Uh, figuratively, of course. Figuratively, of course, of course, of course. All right, so coming up, we've got uh, a lot of stuff. Your phone calls are welcome as well. And Mark Morgan, former uh, Border Patrol Commissioner, is going to join us about uh, what the Democrats have done to the southern border and our country. Don't go anywhere. only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show. One of the many things that are driving Americans uh, to the polls to vote Republican this year, particularly uh, Hispanic Americans, I know, weird, right, is the uh, open southern border and the abuses and usurpations the Biden administration is inflicting on the American people when one of their basic tasks is to protect our sovereignty and our citizenship. But they appear to have vacated that. Uh, Mark Morgan joins us on the Newsmax hotline. And, of course, he's a senior law enforcement analyst, former acting director of the CB. BP and a former FBI assistant director. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Rob, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on as always. 
I want to ask you this because I, I have a feeling that your head just about exploded last week when you found out that uh, uh, the uh, the DHS director, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, went ahead and, uh, and crucified the Border Patrol agents on horseback, even though he knew that the Border Patrol featured in photos from the AP were not whipping Haitian migrants with their reins. They were just using the horse reins. But uh, Alejandro Mayorkas went ahead and uh, crucified them uh, and did an investigation that took a year, even though he knew that day from the photographer that the uh, acting agents were not whipping the migrants. What, what did you have to say when you found that out? Yeah, Rob, first of all, you, you know how to get me fired up right again. Right? So <laughs> I thought I'd tee that one up for you. I'm just going to yeah, sit. Yeah, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. All right. <laughs> it's that. Bye. See you. Go. <laughs> first of all, indefensible, right? I mean, first yeah. of all, let's, let's, let's put this in perspective, uh, the, the secretary. First of all, we know he's a liar. I mean, yeah. we, we, we've heard him say again and again how, his, how he says the border's secure and they're closed. With, but we've seen with our own eyes. The, the, uh, the invasion of illegal aliens, the, the drugs pouring in, uh, the criminals, the national security threat, it goes on and on. We know that he lied to Congress under oath when, when uh, uh, Representative Chip Roy had, had that big blow-up of, of the law that said that his responsibility is to stop illegal aliens and other contraband like drugs coming in. And we knew that there was over a million gotaways at the time during that testimony when the secretary says, yes, we have operational control, a flat-out lie. We know it's been a complete failure. And now, Rob, I'm going to be direct with you because I'm going to tell you exactly what another colleague and I were, were talking about when this came up and we called him. We could add just plain old scumbag now to yes. the old list, right? Because who does that? <laughs> Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, Rob, before he went. And he didn't just go on national TV. He went to the White House press briefing room. I've been there. I've given press conferences from that room. I know the enormity of the responsibility that goes along with that, to be honest and transparent with the American people. He knew that these agents, the photographer who took the pictures, were right there feet away, said to him that through his communication staff, it did not happen. They didn't whip anybody. He still said not once, but four times, the images conjured up, quote, conjured up images of racism and slavery. Rob, I'll submit to you, how did it conjure up anything that didn't happen? That's why the National Border Patrol Council said this guy should resign. He's not fit to lead Border Patrol agents. And that's why there's a strong movement in the Republican Party that on day one, when they take back the House, they're going to file articles of impeachment. This guy needs to go. You know why I love having you on the show? Because you are like the two-liter bottle of Coca-Cola, and I'm the kid who drops the Mentos in it. That's that. <laughs> It's like, here we go. Oh, back up. Back up. I just, just get you so fired up. Dude, it's, it's ridiculous. That little weasel. I mean, honestly, uh, I want the bastard out of office. I'll just say, I can say it. It's my show. I want the little bastard out of office. Uh, I'm sorry. You don't do this. You don't do this to law enforcement. Dear God in heaven, they are maligned enough. And they're a thankless job. They're his own. Part of his responsibility is, 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 is to, to look out for them. He threw them under the bus wow. for, for, to score a cheap political point. I mean, wow. he should, I mean, part of his job, because I've been there, is to make sure the White House has correct information so they don't get continued like the president did and said, remember, as he leaned in that creepy way, they will pay. 
I mean, part of his job is to stop that from happening. But the train had already gone too far down the track. So instead of correcting it, instead of encouraging Rob, instead he threw him under the bus. Their careers are done. Whenever you Google it, their reputations are done. Their careers are done. There's nothing he can do to gain it back. And it's a Republican's responsibility to help those folks and to impeach him and get him out of office. Yeah, I want to ask you, uh, what do you suppose the average Border Patrol agent uh, brings home a year? What do you suppose their average salary is? And, and they go out and they risk their lives every day. Yep. Uh, and, and you got these rich bureaucrats who are in yep. the D.C. swamp, and they're they're taking these poor people who put on bulletproof vests every day, and they go out to fight drug lords. And then you got this little weasel who does this. Yep. Tell me about the border patrol agents and what they go through for what for their little dime that they get. So you're right. It is a little dime. They don't get paid much. And Rob, I really appreciate you talking about this because look. Let's keep in mind, those agents on horseback, for example, they, they were put there. They were told to be there. They yes. were thrust up into a chaotic, untenable position. And then when they were doing their job to protect the sovereignty of our borders and stop bad things and bad people from coming in, then their own chain of command is vilifying them. And look, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about their own chief as well, Rob. Look, where's he been at? I was the former chief of the United States Border Patrol. If that would have happened under my watch, if the secretary and vice president and president would have said the things they did to vilify this guy, I would have taken that badge off my chest slammed it down on the table and said, enough is enough. I cannot carry on. I do not subscribe. I, do, I cannot allow this to happen. He knew it was a lie, and he stood in the shadows and did nothing to help them. So he's just as culpable. But think about it. That, that's why the morale is the lowest it's ever been, because yeah. not only has, has every tool and authority been taken away to effectively do their job to protect Americans, the, the job they sworn up to do, but now their own chain of command. Yeah. No one is there to defend them. No one is there for them. They're all there throwing them under the bus. It's why the morale is lowest it's been since the exception of Border Patrol. Hey, Mark Morgan, can you do me a favor? Sure. Open up another two-liter because I'm got. i going to drop another Mento. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> so this according to Politico, which is a left-wing rag. Apparently, President Joe Biden's border chief skips White House gatherings, falls asleep in meetings, and badmouths his colleagues. This is criticism of uh, CBP Commissioner Chris Magnus in a brand-new damning report in Politico. What do you say about that? I'll step back. Well, so so, so you're right. So you're right. You just dropped another one in. So look, remember, <laughs> I, I, that's the position I held. So I know just a little bit about that job. But look, the, the irony here is, is, again, off the charts because they're complaining now for the guy that they brought in that's doing exactly what you would expect him to do when they hired him and that they actually want him to do. Let's keep in mind, Rob. First of all, this guy was a small-town cop most of his career. At best, he was chief of an organization that had less than 800 sworn officers, 800. He'd never held a federal position, never worked federal immigration law or the vast complex uh, mission of a CBP. And now they appoint him to lead the largest federal agency in the United States, 60,000 strong, $15 billion budget, and thrust him in to overseeing borders, which he has no experience, no idea what he's doing. And look, they did that on purpose. They wanted him to be a rubber stamp. They didn't want anybody there that was going to be an obstacle. They wanted him to be in the shadows, either not be able to, to push back either through incompetence or he simply just didn't know what he's doing, or he subscribed to their ideology, which I suggest he did because he's been more of a social activist than a cop. And now that he's performing exactly as they wanted to, now yep. they're complaining about it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I want to ask you this because you are a uh, – would you consider yourself to be a Gen Xer? I, you know what? I don't even know what that is, Rob. How old are you? How old are you? I'm 57. 
Okay, you're right about the the, the older end of. Uh, I'm about ready to turn 57. Uh, you're Gen X. You're you're one of these people who you didn't, you didn't have a bike helmet when you were a kid. You you got sunburned. You you didn't have a cell phone. You had three channels. I drank, right. I drank water from the water hose. Yep. That's right. And you know what? You were the last analog generation, right? We were That's before right. the snowflakes came along. Now, new poll shows that when it comes to this year's midterms, Gen X. Now, millennials, uh, they are way out in front. They, they love Democrats. Uh, Gen Z, not quite as much. But Gen X, 20-point favorites toward the Republican Party. And I think you're a perfect metaphor for Gen X because we've been ignored, and it's a lot of it because we never said, oh, yeah, we're Gen X. We just lived our lives. What do you think about people uh, our age? You know, maybe we got kids who are grown or maybe still at home. Uh, and and the going to the, uh, in our generation, the last analog generation, the last generation to not be indoctrinated from kindergarten through senior year in high school. What do you have to say about the mindset of somebody our age with regard to what's happening in the country and the coming election. Look, I, I think that's exactly it. Look, I grew up where there were consequences, right? I remember when I got, I got in trouble, not to go too off the tangent here, but I think this is applicable. I remember, like, when I got in trouble from school, uh, it wasn't the principal that I feared the most. It was my oh, yeah. dad, right? Right? <laughs> yes. right? I mean, because, because I knew that there were consequences for my action. And I think yeah. that's where now Gen X, like, now I know where I belong here, is that I think that this is about, say, wait, wait a minute, especially when it comes to illegal immigration. Now, I, I am not talking to a talk to a single Gen X, Gen X or Rob, that says that they're against legal immigration. What yeah. they're against is illegal immigration, right? Yeah. And the fact that they're playing no consequences to that, and the fact that illegal immigration has causes and effects, I mean, it pulls resources off the line, leaving the borders wide open. We give operational control to the cartels, and bad things or bad people are coming across. I think they're probably saying, wait a minute, this is absurd. We've gone way too far. We're giving more rights to yes. the criminals than, than the victims of those criminals. And the same yeah. thing with the Southwest border. It's wide open. There's no consequences. I think people have finally said enough is enough. Oh, I think and if you could say in a bumper sticker, which is what the left loves to do, they like to espouse their entire political ideology in a bumper sticker, which makes it easy to shoot down. But ours should be, we're done. I mean, we're just yeah, done. Right. Mark, we're done right. with it. We're done with all this nonsense. We're done with this BS, this nonsense, this crap. Uh, so Mark Morgan is, uh, is uh, put back as the acting CBP director. What would you do? Give me the first three things that you'd do if you were in charge of the border. First thing I'd do is bring back Tom Holman, and he and I could solve this crisis in about 60 days. The first yeah, I love Tom Holman. Thing that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Good, great patriot. Yes. The second thing I did, would do is I would pull off the Trump era playbook off the shelf just off reinstitute it with respect to the Remain in Mexico program, the asylum cooperative agreement, the safe third country agreement, I'd build the wall system. And the fourth, if you don't mind, I would give back, I would lift the restrictions from ICE so they could do their job to lawfully deport people. You do that, we'll have our border secure in no time. Ka-boom. Now, if you've never been uh, medicated for uh, blood pressure, you might consider it the next time you uh, do an interview with me. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Well, I, I tell you what, I like Red Bull, uh, and, and I, I, I stopped drinking that, for the record. Oh, you know what I'm doing lately is I, I do um, uh, cold brew coffee, right? And and they got this new cold brew ground chocolate cocoa beans, right? So it, it's got caffeine and everything in it and the antioxidants, but it makes your coffee, like, unbelievably fantastic and, uh, and uh, you know, caffeinated. So you might try that. It's pretty, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, I... I, I, I keep caffeine out of my diet for the most part for obvious reasons all right all right well listen it was great to have you on today where can people find you sir on uh, on social media 
Yeah, so uh, just they can find me through uh, heritage.org or yes. fairus.org. Both of those are great organizations where they can really get the truth reality with respect to what's going on. And just as important, what Republicans need to do to fix it when they take the, the House and Senate. Uh, is, uh, is Bob Dane still in charge over at FAIR? You know, he just retired. Uh, oh, uh, man! Was his, his last week, he just retired. A good man. Well, it's a great organization. Fair.org is, uh, is great. Uh, Mark Morgan, if I don't talk to you before Thanksgiving, God bless you, brother. Godspeed, and, uh, and let's take the country back. Okay, bro? You bet. Great. Always good talking to you. All right, let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, who wants to hear some red-hot uh, candidate uh, comments? All right, don't be so enthusiastic. I think you're going to like it, actually. I think you are. This is uh, Katie Hobbs. She's childlike. She has a tiny little brain. She talks like she's 12 years old, like a little girl, except for not smart. Um, here she is being called out by Nicole Wallace on uh, on uh, on uh, CNN, on CNN, uh, talking about um, why she isn't debating um, Carrie Lake, because Carrie Lake would probably, uh, uh, you know, eat her like mincemeat pie, I guess. But here's the exchange. They're not going to look at their ballot. Well, say, she just came it, and sat Katie down. Hobbs didn't debate her opponent. She just came and sat down with me and, and answered my question. Talking about Carrie Lake. For for a lot of minutes. Um yeah, a lot of Democrats are questioning your decision and they're saying, you know, it's the wrong decision. President Biden's former 2020 co-chair said, I would debate and I would want the people of Arizona. This is what Democrats are doing across the country. I have a funny feeling John Fetterman's going to bag on the debate coming up on the 25th. To know what my platform is. If you think she's as dangerous as you're saying to democracy, is it your responsibility as a candidate who wants to run Arizona to show and explain who their alternative is? Okay, just real quick before she talks. That is exactly what I'm doing right now. And there is... And now it's not. You're not talking at all. You're just going to PBS that throws softballs at you. A lot more ability to have a conversation with you without her interruptions and shouting. <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh, my God. And then this is a, this is a local TV report. Uh, Carrie Lake's been having, like, my gigantic rallies, thousands of people. And, uh, and Katie Hobbs, I mean, honestly, on a bad night uh, with uh, regard to attendance at a Boy Scout meeting in my hometown of Neola, Iowa, they would have more people. There would be more people at a Payless shoe opening than at Katie Hobbs rallies. But here is how the media is spinning it. Typical campaign stop for Carrie Lake, Republican nominee for Arizona governor. Nobody called the fire department because I think we might be breaking a few codes. Yeah, because the place is so full. The former TV anchor headlines raucous events. For a base sparked by spectacle. Thanks, everyone. I am Katie Hobbs. Democratic nominee Katie Hobbs. One, two, three. Perfect. Yeah, that's all, all the attendants that were at your rally strikes a more subdued and conventional path, hosting grassroots gatherings, emphasizing issues such as defending democracy. So this is how they spin. Nobody gives a rat's ass about what you're saying. This is how they spin it. You see, they did that with uh, Joe Biden. They got away with it. Joe Biden have literally just the press at his rallies. Donald Trump would have 25,000 people. Donald Trump would have 70 to 100 mile caravans outside of cities like Phoenix to go see him. Donald Trump would have 10,000 boats uh, 
on lakes and uh, and and uh, and uh, oceans around the country. Tens of thousand people doing these gigantic uh, rallies on boats, and uh, Joe Biden had nobody. And this is how they're spitting this. Democracy is on the line. Thanks so much for having me today. A sharp contrast in styles, serious again, sensational. From the very first day she got in the race, Carrie Lake had a movement. So I personally, in a gubernatorial race. In Arizona, I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, because you know what? People are really ticked off, and uh, Katie Hobbs is going to get uh, relegated to the pages of history. They'll be very small pages, by the way, uh, but it's a joke. It is an absolute joke. She is a joke. Her candidacy is a joke. Oh, here's another one. Uh, they, they, we got a lot of stuff um, going on. Uh, for instance, uh, Stacey Abrams and Brian Kemp running for a governor in the state of of Georgia. And uh, Stacey Abrams, she has claimed that uh, the last time she got beaten in a gubernatorial race, uh, that it was uh, it was cheating. But now she's saying otherwise. This is their debate the other night. Stacey Abrams. Yeah, Ms. Abrams, in 2018, you didn't concede defeat to Governor Kemp. And you talked to systemic problems with the state's election system. This election, do you commit to accept the outcome of the vote, regardless of what it shows? And do you stand by your use of words like rigged four years ago to describe the state's election system? In 2018, I began my speech on November 16th, acknowledging that Governor Kemp had won the election. Okay. Now, uh, here is actually a little montage of Stacey Abrams back then. I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. But I didn't lose. I got the votes. But we won't know exactly how many because of how they cheated. I did win my election. I just didn't get to have the job. We were robbed of an election. She's using the word rigged, using the word steal. Do you think it's dangerous going into 2020? I, I don't, because we can actually back it up. Okay, there you go. So that's a big, big flaming lie, and there's this amazing thing called the interweb that you can find out when people are lying, and uh, like, like I just did there. Here's Brian Kemp talking about the, uh, the racist election laws that he was behind that caused uh, black um, participation in the election to skyrocket. Uh, the Miss Abrams is going to do a lot of attacking of my record tonight because she doesn't want to talk about her own record. In 2018, in the governor's race, we had the largest African-American turnout in the country. She said that Senate Bill 202, our recent Elections Integrity Act, what we passed two years ago, would be suppressive in Jim Crow 2.0. Just this past May in our primaries, we again had record turnout in the Republican primary and the Democratic primary. Yeah. In Georgia, it's easy to vote and hard to cheat. So uh, vote for Stacey Abrams if you want everything that you vote for to be completely wrong. There you go. Let's take a break. Come back, wrap things up in a second. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you get a chance to, go to RobOffGrid.com. RobOffGrid.com to check out Powerful Living's portable solar generator. It's awesome. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. Share it with others if you would. Uh, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. And in the meantime, do not catch the stupid.